0: In like a lion, out like a lamb. I think that's what it's. I think that's what March is, right? I mean, we've only got, we only got about twenty more days left in March, and we're wrapped up. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap on. That's a wrap on March. Mark Kalman joins us. Eastern Main Sports. You can find them online at eastermainsports.com. So I did see the uh, the news here, uh, Mark. By the way, uh, the um, uh, predicting the Red Sox opening day roster. I saw Ooh. on that. So yeah, what? I, did, uh, uh, yeah, I, I was. Uh, uh, yeah. Any what? What were some of your tough ones uh, on that one? Because that's a that's what twenty six men now or something yes. like that. Is it? I think. I yeah. think. Believe
1: so. I, I, I only put twenty five on there.
0: I thought there was still twenty five. I thought
1: they were discussing that for
0: the next. Yeah, let's find out. Hold on, just a second here. Let us. If it's twenty six, it makes it easier. That, yeah. Well, and that's my thought too. Right. Hold on, just a second. Tw- here. I thought it
2: was twenty six, but not more than such and such number of pitchers.
1: That's I thought that was discussing the discussion after next next week. Well, Maybe. and that's what I'm Maybe. thinking
0: too. But let's see. No, and then you've got the 40 man roster. That that has not changed. That has not changed. And then let's see here. MLB roster move. MLB roster size 2019. Okay, perfect. Okay. And then there's a 40 man. Da, da, da. I don't care about the 40 man. It is the 20 fa- It's still 25. All right. So you're all set. Okay. You're we'll go okay, we'll you're, go good. Go you're good. You do not need to rewrite the whole thing, then. Okay.
1: Well, that, thank goodness. I mean, it right. took a lot of time, but it still would have been you know, I would have just adjusted a little bit. Phew. Um The, the tough ones. Well, obviously, I, I think there's going to be a trade. I mean, I, I, I assume in my thing, I assume that Sweathead's going to be traded. I, I just I think it'd be best for everybody. I think, I, I didn't put who they're going to get because obviously you don't know. So that's that's going to change change to go ahead in the bullpen. Um, I had the last bullpen spot in between Hembery and uh, Workman. Uh, Colton Brewer, I think, could be a key guy out of the out of the bullpen. Plus, you have got then obviously Brazier, Brazier. Brazier hasn't pitched yet, but he he should be. He's obviously him and Bonds are going to be the key guys out there, which is kind of scary Oof. if you think about it.
0: Yeah,
2: for
1: you, Maddie, but but it's kind of. Scared me a little bit, but
0: I, I, I love think, it. I'm a big fan, actually. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm totally I'm down, and yeah, you know whatever board, huh? whoever can't get out of that bullpen. I mean, it's no big but, deal to me, you but know. But I
1: do trust who they have managed to, but obviously they still have them. Out. but, yeah. but I, I do trust uh, Alex Cora making the right, and I think it's not going to be the um, committee uh, up by committee. But I think it's going to be you know Aaron Judge and Stan come up the you know, sixth or seventh inning quarter puts in who he wants then and doesn't save him for the night that, you know, like they had like they always done the traditional.
0: The old the old uh, Andrew Miller, uh, the old yep. Andrew Miller, exactly. right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's. I mean, the Yankees used to do that a little bit with Mariano Rivera as well, but the only difference was, and that was, that was in 96, because a lot of people forget that Rivera wasn't the Yankees' closer in 96. He was their fireman. So right. if there was a big spot in the fourth inning that they thought they needed to get out of, you know, they'd bring Rivera in and he might pitch two in the third innings. You know what I mean? Because he started... He started in 95 as a starter. Uh, I remember watching him pitch on July 4th against the White Sox. I think he went eight and a third and allowed two hits or something like that and shut him out. And you're like, wow, this kid's got a future. And then they move him to the bullpen and he becomes a legend. And then he kind of muddles through 97. You know, he has a good year closing, but then he blows the game against the Indians in the playoffs. And then he comes out in 98 and, and from then on really had a Hall of Fame career. You know, had his ups and downs, but for a closer, he was pretty steady and you know, it, that that role can evolve over time. And, you know, somebody might, you know, a, a Matt Barnes might come in out, out of that uh, Red Sox bullpen, and he might be able to step up this year. Maybe it will be a Hembry or maybe it will be somebody else. You know what I mean? You're really... I,
1: and they I do have two guys out of the minor leagues who I think will start the year in the minor league that could come up very early and Hernandez and Lakens And, I mean, I know they, you know, I, I think before I both set up to Maybe Hernandez does, that but I, I that's cool. But I do think they have a chance to come up pretty early and be successful in the major leagues. I, I just think obviously going to put a lot on them, and I don't think they're going to be up in April, maybe June or July. But um, I think they have enough to stay where they need to be, though, if they have to make a move during the season. And uh, Valde is an X-Factor, too, who, who could obviously – I mean, they pitching gotten pitching pretty deep, and they, they could put him in the bullpen if, they, if need be uh, come later on.
0: Well, you know, they won't have to worry about Stephen Wright for a bit, so that's cool. Um, they should just get rid of him. Steve, he's just, he, they've they have not, you know, hes he can't finish out the year. And he went now from All-Star he, to what? Yeah, to like, oh, that's, that's, I mean, he's, right now, I mean, his season's done, right? I mean, he's got 80 games. He's going to come in, and he's going to get you through some of your dog days of summer because eventually, you know, somebody's going to get hurt, so they're going to need him to come in and, and pitch as a knuckleballer, but he's the most frail knuckleballer in the history of time. Like, Tim Wakefield could go three days a week back in the day, and nowadays it's like. You know, with him, with Wright, it's Plus like, he, well, how many more pitches does he have left in the knee? You know can't what pitch I mean? In the, like, right. When it's cold, he can't and pitch. And when it's, it's cold. cold, he can't. Like what? Where he? He just needs to go to the National yeah. League, go sign to the Diamondbacks somewhere next year, and and be done. He's not. He's not going to be able to pitch in the playoffs this year. So it's like you're 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 a wrap. You know what I mean? We're we're going to get eighty two games out of you maybe, and and try to use you as best we can. But there, are... Yeah. It, that's a that's another one that it blows me away. Like I don't know where the like. First off, I can't believe that they finally found a, a test for HGH. It actually works. I know for the longest time they couldn't find one. Right. And then and then second, like you gotta know that what whatever you're doing. Like I get that you're desperate, but you gotta know they're gonna catch you for anything. If they're gonna catch Julian Edelman for PED use, like you know they're gonna be able to catch anybody.
1: And uh, my problem, whatever he took him he. Is that he knew in the winter and he didn't come in? He told the Red Sox a week before his appeal, and you know they they, they could have. I mean, I'm not sure if they would have, but they could at least. I mean, because I think he was going to be a key part of the bullpen. I think they, that's what their plan was, and then all of a sudden this comes up a week before. You know, they they find out he's suspended for for eighty games. You know, what I, mean? I think that's just that. I think that bugs me more than the whole thing because. Yep, he's an idiot. He took him. He's not the first one.'ll be the last, but to not tell you are the first the team you're working for is just kind of ridiculous.
0: I don't it there's no and I mean it kind of and I mean he had the off season last year where he had the domestic thing like I don't know he just seems like an absolute disaster. You know what I mean yeah. just it just it's been one thing after another with him like you know you yeah. you talk about Josh Gordon, he has the addiction thing, but with Stephen Wright, it's just he's a hot mess. You know, that's yes. really what it boils down to, you know. And,
1: and, and I like that is not backing down what he said before that. But um, they can't forget, though, they do have a guy right now, um, until they cut him, that has got banned for life. Yeah,
2: yeah. they did.
1: <laughs> you, yeah. Know, you know, so I, I, I actually don't know how he's on a, on a team, actually, any team. But, but I, don't, I don't know how that works. I, I,
0: I don't know about familiar. You know, there's another wild card for you right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he could... You know he was good when he was when when he pitched for the Mets. You know there was no. My concern is that a lot of these guys go from you know pitching for the Mets, where you know even though there's a lot of people watching the Mets, there's not really a ton of pressure in those situations. In in at times, and um, you know when they go to a Boston or they go to the Yankees after that, it's it's like it's a little bit more of a fishbowl. So you wonder how he's going to bounce back this year. Um, this Swihart thing to me is just like crap or get off the pot with him already. Like you've got to do something. I mean they've they've run his trade value into the ground. They've gone through two off seasons where they could have traded him at any point in time I'm guessing for something. And they continue to say well we don't, we don't like what we're getting back. Well you're not, you're not using him. At, at any at some point you're you're going to have to do something with him. It's like it's like the Patriots with Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, they traded him at just the right time. You know, it, it, at, at the very last possible second. Yeah, they got a second rounder for him and they could have gotten more but you know they they knew what they had in a player, and they were concerned that maybe something was going to happen to Brady, and they wanted to hold on to him and as long as they possibly could. I feel like the Red Sox have done that with Swieehar, but now it's like okay, well you've got to do something with him, you know it, at some point you have to do something with him because you know they're not giving him enough at bats to where he can be productive
1: right, and I think I think he could still bring something back you know for like as far as the bullpen arm, um, and might be a good time to. To do that here before March 28th, but uh, you know, and it'd be good for him too. If he could get traded to Kansas City, he could be the regular, everyday catcher. Yeah, you know, and you know, this year until Perez comes back, you know, next year, then they, whatever. Worry about that then. But if he can have a good year, that'll only help him going forward. And uh, I think it'd be good for the Red Sox and good for good for him. I mean, you know, that that's the thing. I my my prediction there. I had him getting traded, and my last position play was between Gorkys Hernandez and uh, and Eduardo Nunez because. Um, I assume Pejoria is going to be there, and uh, obviously, Holt's going to be the backup infielder. And Lynn's going to be still the target, I mean, Lynn's a pretty good player, so you know, that's another one they have insurance if Pejoria doesn't work out or something happens there. Really? So, you know, we'll see what happens. I,
2: I'd make the case to keep Swihart, trade one of the other catchers. Uh, so just, and I because I,
1: I just think Vasquez is going to be a star. And I don't yeah. think they can get much for Sandy Leone. Yeah, and, probably and not. He, and I think he's more valuable to them this but, year. But you know, so but, we'll, yeah.
2: but the thing is, what happens in the catching game is, you know, I I haven't even minded as the third catcher if you find places to play him. But re-signing Pierce and whatever, so you got two first basemen. You know, he could be the guy that rotates at first base. And late in the game, when you want it, when you do want to hit for your catcher, you got another catcher.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, which they,
1: so. did, which they did in the postseason. Yes, they did. But, you know, they carried that, carried three catches. They
2: did. Yeah, yep.
1: uh, you know, and I don't disagree. But you're right; they have Pierce and Morland, so he's not going to get any time there. You know, I guess third third base he could be a backup. You know, get once in a while. Left field, you know, the outfield, but. Cause they got JD Martinez at the switch but he yeah. can get some time at to DH too, so I, You know, occasionally and, and something like that too. I, I I don't totally disagree. It just makes it tough with with Pierce and Womackles there too. You know, so that's that's what makes that makes that tough. He did play second base though. I I think in the spring training game I saw. Him yes. Too, so they're trying. They're trying. To, they're trying to increase his value either with them or with somebody else.
0: You know, speaking of second base, you mentioned Pedroia. What do you expect out of Pedroia this year? Like what? And I mean, it's not like this is you know we can do one and done with Pedroia. He's got a couple more years left on this deal, so you know it's.
1: Um, I saw him Saturday, and I, I, a good sign was he. He, I mean, it was a. He was out, he, he was out at first, but it was a, he ran down that line, and he seemed to be fine after it. I mean, like he does. I mean, you know, he, he's a he's a hustler, but he. Uh, I don't know. I'm confident for some reason. I guess because he hasn't played more than two or three innings here in a spring training game, so we'll see what happens. But uh, I wasn't last year. I thought his career was pretty much over. But just seeing him this spring, I, I think there's a chance he'd come back to close to what he was before, which will be a, obviously a huge help to the team.
0: Talking with Mark Calden from Eastern Maine Sports. What we do, you, you know, at, at this point, I, I don't know. Tampa is going to be Tampa. I don't expect Toronto or Baltimore to do anything. So it's going to be Red Sox, Yankees again this year. Yankees are already struggling with health. Aaron Hicks is is struggling. Severino's injured. What do you? What are the guys that you're thinking uh, that you are already foreseeing that are going to end up on the trade market? Like the first, the first name that that I think of is going to be Madison Bumgarner because you know there are other teams in the league this year that we that I think Red Sox and Yankees fans are going to want to keep an eye on. Because a lot of these teams are going to end up dumping guys because they they need to get rolling. And I think the Giants are one of those teams. And I think Bumgarner is one of the few guys that they could trade that would garner anything back. Because if you could get a Bumgarner in the playoffs, tell you what, I think that would help. I, I think that could be the difference for the Red Sox and Yankees making another run this year if they get somebody like that or they keep them away from Houston. So, you know, there, there's... Are, are there are there guys out there that that you've already kind of looked at that either maybe free agents at the end of the year or something like that 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 you're thinking all right who's going to be on the trade market because I think we all know that you know the the rosters that that each team has right now will look nothing like the roster uh, that that takes the field on day one of the postseason.
1: Um, I haven't really thought about that, but you're right. Bumgarner is one, but obviously my my favorite team needs it different than what your other teams does. Right, your team could use Bumgarner. Obviously, the Red Sox is going to be looking for, for relief help, which is definitely not what the Yankees need. So it's definitely going to be different different names, uh, you know, and I haven't really thought about it a lot yet. But, um, you know, so it's going to be different. They're going to be going after, after different things. And you're right. Some of that might be just to keep uh, keep somebody away from Houston or Boston or Boston, keeping them away from New York. or Houston, You know, it, it could be that like that. But another name, too, for Yankees' point of view is how come Dallas Keiko is pretty good. <laughs> pretty good pitching. Nobody's really—he's uh, still available, and i I just kind of surprised
0: by that, aren't you? Um, you know why I'm not surprised by it? Because the draft pick is attached to him. Right. Okay. And yeah. and I think if the draft pick wasn't attached to him, I think the Yankees would have already uh, done something with him. I think the Yankees decided they were going to diversify their pitching this year uh, as best they could, and kind of diversify their roster as best they could, and. I, can't, I don't mind that. You know what I mean? Like As much as it annoys me that they didn't try to go after Bryce Harper, and it's not because outfield was a need. It's because when you get that guy to play in that ballpark, to me, that is a major, major, major missed opportunity. Major. You could have moved Judge to center. In fact, I, it might have helped Judge to play in center because I think he, he crashes into the wall a little too much in right. I don't think he's going to do as much of that in center, frankly. You've got Stanton, Judge, and Harper in your outfield. I mean, I think that'd be okay. You know, I think you could I think you could bet Harper in the middle of that. It'd be $500, I think you? he'd hit a few yes. pop ups to uh, you know, into the bandbox right field over in Yankee Stadium, right? I mean the the Gulfstream would be going like to me that's just that's a major missed opportunity. That's a lot of marketing dollars that went right out the window. Instead he's gonna go to Philadelphia for thirteen years and or three years until they decide they can't pay his contract anymore and then he asks for a trade somewhere. I mean, however that's gonna go. But you know that that one's a missed one, but they decided you know DJ LeMayhew is the way to go. We're going to get him. Uh, we'll get Tulawitzki to fill in for Gregorius until he comes back, and you know we'll take our time with Didi. You know Didi Gregorius to me is the X factor on that team completely. He has to come back healthy, and that left-handed swing needs to be good. This Luke Voigt Greg Bird thing it, to me, the the team is in the balance with this because if Luke Voigt starts off the year and he struggles, well Greg Bird's going to be down at AAA ready to go. And if he's hitting the ball well, and he's had a pretty good spring, if he's hitting the ball well and he's healthy and he's got his legs back and he, they bring him back and all of a sudden he just, you know, he tears things up a little bit, you know, he tears it up and does well, you know, all of a sudden you're going to have to really, they're really going to have to, you know, make a decision on that and you got to do something with him. I mean, there's a That's lot amazing. up in the air.
1: I think LeMahieu might be, end up being their
0: first baseman. Well, you know, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked by that, which is amazing to me because I feel like they could really get um, they could really get a bunch of stuff. Oh, good. Here comes somebody into the building now that um, uh, is going to want to talk to me, and I'm like, I don't know what to do for you. We're on the air. <laughs> this would be great. I could t- it's one of my favorite things to do. VLS Daily Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the MBR radio network. What uh, you know, a lot of uh, McDonald's All Star games happened last week. Did you did uh, uh, one of your guys get up to the, the pit last week, uh, uh, yesterday, and look at these games?
1: Yeah, Chris did. Chris did, and uh, uh, he'll be there Friday cross center uh, for the championship game. Uh, I I might actually be going as a fan. We shall see, but he'll definitely be there uh, covering that. And uh, um, they sat off slow. I watched uh, watched some of that on TV. They sat off slow, but they came back, and I, I guess the uh, atmosphere was something else. Uh, yesterday there, and, uh, just uh, you know, crowd being right on top of the floor, and it, it, it sounded loud on TV. And I'm sure, it, it, from what I hear, it was a great atmosphere.
0: Well, and the other cool part of it as well uh, was in in that situation that uh, you know you had the baskets on the side too. So the if the you know somebody needed to warm up, they could just shoot baskets on the side because they can't be wound up. So. <laughs> I mean, it was like, honest to God, it was like watching them play at Sanford High School. It was amazing. It was such a fun atmosphere. It was crazy. The one clip that I
2: saw looked like there was a table with um, Merrick East uh, logo on it and whatever, and people sitting behind it. Where the heck was that? There's no room in that place for a table. I don't know. I don't know. I said I wasn't
1: up there, but people had to get there early. Yeah. I guess it was general mission seating, so they had to... They had to get in there early, and uh, they did. And, uh, they they fill the place, and uh, what, what, um, you know, I guess hopefully the hopefully the
2: rodeo is a different weekend next year. What do they estimate? Hopefully, that, the rodeo is a different weekend. Yeah, hopefully. yeah. You think they could book that at a different Sounds at a different like sort of thing?
0: You know, I honestly, I think they should move all the men's games to the pit until they until they can and, until they they. Get hey, the like fans the would love it. I think that would be great. I think you you want to build a following. You really want people to get involved. Have men play, Have the men play their home game at the pit. You know what it's like, and then when the move tickets them up had the to to the street. Yeah, people get make it a make it an event, make it an event, make it scary. Kind of like you know when some of these pro wrestling things go out, right? And they and they book the smaller arenas like to make it. And you have artists that do that too. It's an intimate night with John Oates. You know what I mean? And they go into the little thing like <laughs> that's what yeah. I would do. And I it would save a ton of money. I bet with the cross insurance center because think about how much they have to pay for the cross insurance center, oh, yeah. right? Okay. Right. There's no way they are making enough at the Cross Insurance Center right now to pay for what they're to, to pay for what the cost is. So take the men, move them into the pit, create that atmosphere, get them fired up, and then for the bigger games, the conference games, things like that. Yeah, we can move on to the CIC. But at that point, your rabid fan base is going to be there, and then I think that could that that could help some. Could could help something. I think that would really create a good atmosphere around that team. The girl, the women don't need that. The the women yeah. don't need that. So, ah, get right on that, would you? Could you let them make know that that? happen? Make that
2: happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. That would give, um, give them a good home court advantage. They might pick up some wins, sure, that they wouldn't, wouldn't normally get. Also, and uh, yeah, and you're right. I, I can't imagine how that they can pay for that with the attendance again for those men's games. I mean, you know, it's either at this point, you know. So you're right. That's a, that's a good idea. Can we talk to somebody? Yeah,
0: yeah. we got to make this happen. We make that happen. We got to broker this deal. Yeah. to broker this deal. Yeah. Mark Callen, Easterman Sports, com. What's going on at the site this week?
1: Well, we got the obviously, the championship game on on Friday. Um, that's, obviously, the biggest thing happening this week, at wrestlers uh, play of the year, uh, high school wrestler of the year. The going on now. The basketball will start um, after that within the next week. So, uh, fun stuff there. People love that stuff, and uh, a lot of people will vote.
0: Mark, thank you very much. We'll uh, talk to you next Monday. All right. Thank you, Matty. Have a good week. Thank you, you too. Coach. Yeah, Thank All right, you. Take That's care. Mark Easterman Sports, EasterMainsSports.com. That'll wrap it up for us here on The Beatles Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. You can catch it on demand after the show. Just go to SoundCloud and look for The B-List Daily.